0: Lord, you are here, and we are here to worship you, to hear your word, and to grow. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, today we find Ezekiel in the midst of a valley, and he is surrounded by dry and desiccated bones. Now, the Lord has told him, has Taken him to this in a spiritual journey. And he's surrounded by these dry, broken bones. They're not together. There's a limb, there's an arm here, there's a leg there. Just everywhere. All of these dry bones. And God says to Moses, oh, to Moses, God says to Ezekiel, Can these bones live? picture of Ezekiel looking at these bones and thinking, are you kidding me? How would I know? And he responds honestly and he says, Lord, you're the only one that knows the answer to that question. And the Lord says to him, Ezekiel, I want you to prophesy to these bones. I want you to speak into them. And let's see what's going to happen. And so Ezekiel begins to prophesy to the bones. And pretty soon he hears the rattling. Remember, there's that old song about the rattling of the bones? And he looks on in amazement as he finds all of a sudden there's some ankle connected to a leg. And he you know, These bones. are under the flesh. These are becoming real human beings. As Ezekiel just stands stands by in awe. But they're not breathing. They're not breathing. And so, Ezekiel, as a God sister, Ezekiel, Ezekiel, I want you to prophesy to the four winds that breath will come into these bones and they will live again. And so Ezekiel does as God speaks to him and tells him, and sure enough, the bones become living beings. Life comes into them. What's this all about? Well, it's God says to Ezekiel, these bones are Israel. These dry, desiccated bones are the nation of Israel. Israel has lived in sin. Israel is lost. Israel feels hopeless. And this vision is of a whole new future for a lost and broken people. God says he's going to put his spirit back within the nation. In fact, if you read the chapter of Ezekiel before this one, God speaks to all the things he wants to do in Israel. But there will be a new beginning. A new beginning. This is a story of hope. And it's a story of God's promises to Israel and his assurance to them that they have a future. He has not abandoned them. He will restore them and bring them back. So, in a vision of what seems hopeless, Ezekiel understands that God is working to bring hope, to bring a new beginning. So, there's the same kind of experience happening in our gospel lesson for today. It's a familiar story. Mary and Martha have a brother, Lazarus, who is ill. And they have sent for Jesus. Now, you have to understand that they have had a relationship. They're friends. They trust in Jesus. Martha's already saying She believes he is the Messiah. But, Jesus doesn't come. He doesn't come immediately. And they are not, they're not very hopeful. I mean, Lazarus died. He's dead. They placed him in a tomb. And still, Jesus has not come. So, now, I gotta tell you, It was dangerous for Jesus to go to Bethany, to be so close to Jerusalem, because they were trying, all of the um, Pharisees and all were were trying to sabotage Jesus in any way they could, so there was some physical danger. But Jesus delays. He doesn't go. He waits two days, and then he finally says, well, Lazarus has fallen asleep, and We're going to go and wake. And the disciples, who know about the danger that waits for them in this area, says, And this is another place where John has them take literally what Jesus is meaning spiritually. They say, He's sleeping. He'll wake up. No need for us to go. And Jesus says, We're going. And Thomas says to the others, well, if Jesus is going, we might as well go and die with him. <laughs> A little bit listening, but certainly what? Little Thomas is gonna go and die with him. So two days later, Jesus arrives and he finds Lazarus that's been in the tomb for four days. Now the Jews believed that your soul left your body the third day after death. So, in their minds, Lazarus is really and truly dead. There is no hope. He is the soul plus the body, and he is, as Martha will tell us, already starting to decay. So, Jesus arrives and talks first to Martha. And the first thing that she says to Jesus is, and I want you to remember these words because we're going to hear them again. If, if you had been here, Jesus, things would be different. If only you had come as quickly as I wanted you to, things would be different. If you hadn't lingered. Lazarus wouldn't be in a tomb. If, if, Jesus, if. And these words hang between them. And Jesus says to Martha, your brother will rise again. And she said, I know he'll rise at the last day. But if he'd been here, Jesus, he wouldn't be dead now. I mean, can't you just hear her little mind going? Martha, is always figuring things out. And Jesus says, I am. I am the resurrection. I am life. And we talked about this I am statement a couple of weeks ago, where Jesus is saying, Echo a e me in the Greek. I. I. Repeatingly. The, um, what he's saying. So, he says to Martha, do you believe? And Martha says, "Yeah, Lord, yes, I do believe you. And I do know you're the Messiah. But, if you come sooner, we wouldn't be in this situation. Mary is so distraught that it brings Jesus to tears. and they move to toward the tomb. And Jesus says, "You know, the fact that I delay means you are going to see God's glory in a new and different way than you've ever seen it. And so Jesus goes to the tomb, and it's a cave and there's a stone at the entrance to it. And Martha, always in charge, says, "No, no, no! We can't roll away that stone because there's going to be a stench, Jesus. It's not the right thing to do." And Jesus proceeds and he says, he rolls away the stone. He has to roll away the stone. And he calls out to the tomb. Lazarus. Come now, there are a bunch of mortars around, because that was the tradition, watching this thing consoling Mary and Martha. So you can imagine the gap that goes up from the gathered group as Lazarus walks out of the tomb. He's still wrapped in his grave cloth that they have put on him. And Jesus says to the to the crowd, Unbind him. And let him go. And I'm thinking, I wonder who that first person was that went up and grabbed one of those things and started unbinding. Wouldn't you just be like? Rejoicing, and a reality is made known to those people in a deeper way. Jesus brings new life. Jesus brings new life in the midst of death. And the scripture tells us that many people believed because of this event. So, pretty soon not quite yet we're going to see and experience another resurrection miracle when Jesus comes out of the tomb after three days we know that's going to happen now the Jews who are in that time period don't know what's going to happen it's all going to unfold for them we know what's going to happen but we can't go there yet we're not quite to that point. So, I want to circle back to Ezekiel. What are we to take from those two passages? And what was the word I wanted you to remember? If. If. If only. If only. in your life have you said if I'd done that differently things would have been so much better. If only I had said those words. If only that accident hadn't happened. If only more attention to what was going on. If only. I don't know what your if only is. You probably, if you're like me, have a number of them. If only I had done something different. In fact, we all would like to be, if I'm able, to go back and undo damage that was done. Remember the movie Back to the Future where the boy goes back to try to change things so that they will work out better for the future. But we can't do that. We just have all of these if-onlys. And I'm going to hold out to you that our if-onlys are the dry bones of our life. The dry bones that Ezekiel saw. Our if-onlys are our dry bones. They're the places that we need Jesus to come in and bring healing, to put things back together, to enable us to move beyond the if only of our life. Remember that the story of dry bones was a story of what? hope. It was a story of hope. It was a story of God's faithfulness to his people. That he would bring them back. That he would restore them. That they would be his people. Through our lives. And so during this week, I want you to reflect on the if onlys in your life and just lay them out before the Lord and let Him come and bring healing. You don't need to tell Him how to do it. He knows. love you and give you once again that grace that he so desperately wants to pour out on you. And all will be healed. And we will walk forth in a deeper faith, not bound by our past, but free to be the people of God in the future.